All right, all right. Welcome to another edition of Shabbat Lounge. This is Matt Ann. And Jake. And Jake, yes. No, Come, here. Jake here. Yes. Coming to you live, not so live, a pre-recorded event. Pre-recordedly live. And we're going we're live to, right now. Yes, that's right. Try us. We appreciate you taking time to be here with us today. We're going to talk about week four, 15. 15, yes. So this is uh, Talking Torah with Sabbath Lounge where we go through the weekly Torah portions in a very high-level manner and give you just enough to wet your whistle, get you into the scriptures yourself. Wet your whistle. Wet your whistle. That's right. And this one is Bo. Uh, which means come. And not Bo like Dukes of Hazard or Bo anything else. Bo Agrius. None of that. It's none of that. It's just... Just to come. Yep. So come. So, and oh, yeah. Um, Exodus 10, we're at through 13, verse 16. So that's where we're living. And then once again, uh, we've kind of talked about some of the plagues here. And this, this part, we're going to pick it up with uh, the locust darkness and plague of firstborn. Yes. And, uh, and so in Exodus 10, 1 is kind of where you see the uh, plague of the locust, but we talked about how each one of these plagues is targeted to a deity, and it also could be reflected upon different issues that people have and have had. And, you know, because, you know, I think it's important to remember these are our forefathers. These are, you know, we're connected to these people. It's not, it's not just yeah, this is our some story. storybook. Yeah. And it's important that we help our children understand that this is our ancestors. This is our story, too. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, uh, too, uh, especially these later plagues, you see how, like, they get worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And you know Pharaoh's sitting there going, man, this escalated quickly. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. He is probably questioning his life choices, but I also think that his heart was so hard. His heart, his heart. heart was so hard that, uh, you know, he, he doesn't seem to care. But it's interesting at the end of this when they go into the sea, it doesn't explicitly say that Pharaoh dies in the water. Yeah, it's kind of something to look at. And it does kind of make you wonder, at some point, does Pharaoh go, that guy, that God, he, he, was, he was real deal. You know, and it does make you wonder if, if at some level did he get it. I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, and my stance has always been, you know, and it talks about it right in there in Romans 9, the, you know, the pot for special use. It talks mm -hmm. specifically about Pharaoh being a pot for special purpose. And uh, once the purpose is done, Yahweh can take that special pot and say, okay, I've, I've gotten my drink from this pot that I made specially for that and now I can set it up here with all the common pots that I have left and that kind of to me th that's his opening to to for repentance because mm -hmm. now he's now he's kind of in the not that he didn't have free will before but he's he's more in this free will range of, of acting where okay now you've accomplish the purpose I've, I've designed you for now it's up to you to to either repent or or bring the smiting on yourself hmm. 
something like that. Yeah. And it's hard to imagine if, if, you know, if Pharaoh's heart was not soft after that 10th plague, I mean, then he is just a monster, you know, and yeah, there's no hope Which is for possible. that. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah, it is possible. We, maybe one day we can ask these questions. Um, and the locust represents chaos, which is kind of interesting. And, and don't we have something about chaos in part of the United States? No. Uh, maybe on the dollar? No, things are, things are good out there. <laughs> things are good. <laughs> but doesn't it say something on the dollar about chaos? I don't know. Order Does out it? of chaos? Maybe. So, you know, there's... Which happens in the natural. Uh -huh, when you let things go to them yeah. themselves, it just happens that way. Mm. Order out of chaos. So, but you definitely have this uh, chaotic thing. And then the darkness, there's only one light. Death of the firstborn, you know, don't you think that was... Because what happened in the land of Goshen during darkness? Uh, there was lightness in there, the land of Goshen. Yeah. And so there was only one. I wonder if you could see the light when you were in the dark. I think, Ooh, I would think I not because it, because uh, it's. Because then you could see. Then it would be light. <laughs> mm. that's, that's another It's like question. a light bubble that yeah. you couldn't see into. Mm -hmm. well, Crazy. I hadn't thought about it like that, but that is kind of interesting. Because then if you, because it said you couldn't see your hand in front of your face, basically yeah. a darkness that could be felt. And so that also, to me, implies fear. You yeah. know, I mean, can you imagine? Just think about here in the United States, if if we lose electricity, the fear that would be in people, just like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. During the day, it might be okay. But uh, at night, there would be lots of fearfulness. And, you know, there's so many things associated to darkness that's bad. You know, it, it, darkness is generally not associated ever with anything good yeah it's the unknown right mm -hmm. and, and people are afraid of that now just a funny aside when when we were younger my brother and i and some friends of ours we'd go into our bedroom and shut the all the windows and shut the door and shut the light off so it was like pitch black and then we'd wrestle <laughs> and that is an interesting event. I bet. <laughs> you don't know who's kicking who in, in your head. and it's, mm. It is fun, though. Mm. Don't hurt yourselves. Yeah. Speaking of wrestling, I watched a little bit of that last night. It was pretty ridiculous. Oh, geez. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Oh, crazy. Anyway, um, but this darkness is um, Yeah, you could feel terrible. the pain in this darkness mm -hmm. when we would wrestle. And I bet you could. <laughs> I bet you could. So, but you know, uh, the, but we do know the Israelites were protected from the darkness. Right. Um, and that was one of their, uh, you know, one of the biggest deities was sun god worship. And so uh, taking that away from them was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. It was a real slap in the face to, to Ra. Yeah. And so you have this uh, painting on the door. And, um, you definitely have wedding language here. So, Jake, how how do you perceive that you've got this uh, Passover moment with the blood and the hyssop and a doorway? How is this? Don't make me go into detail about language. it. But <laughs> so uh, right, so the word "come" implies you're inviting someone to join you. Come doesn't mean 
go away by yourself. That's the opposite, right? But uh, come is uh, coming is a joining together. Well, right? and it's an interesting concept too, because if you are, if if you do come, you also have left. That's true. That's true. So it's kind of this both and thing that you know you don't. I mean, it seems obvious, yeah. but you are You've leaving. Left somewhere to go somewhere you've else. gone from somewhere right and so there's definitely that concept here and, yeah. and, and i believe that you know we have all the language of yeshua and where does he where does it say he is he stands at the door and knocks and, yeah. yeah and so in essence you have this death angel coming to each house standing at the door and knocking and so it's 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 a there's a very similar tie-in and in this case if you have applied the blood, what's happening in your home? You're, you're passing over. Well, <laughs> you're, well, you're doing, yeah, yeah. To, to me, you have allowed the master, uh, you've done the things to prepare your house. Oh, you've, you've already heart. let him in. And so you've let him in and he's dining with you. And so in essence, you know, did they understand all this? No, I don't no. think so. Yeah, I don't it think was just did. a method of salvation for them. But um, but because they did these works, if you will, they were saved by grace. Yeah. Um, but but you know they did invite him in. He sups with them, and this angel of death, or whatever this thing is that comes in and kills everybody, um, it could not come in there because he's abiding with them, yeah. and he had sealed them, which is very similar. There's so many revelation components here and i yeah. would su suggest that you know don't go study revelation until you understand feast until you understand the plagues and then i think that will help you understand revelation better right but anyway but this definitely to me clearly a wedding language a piece to this yeah definitely and if you've ever never checked out michael omen and his wedding language we suggest you do that and we've interviewed Michael, and he went into detail about these things as well. So yeah. that's a that's a good one to the, to go back and check on the ancient Hebrew wedding model. Yep. And so we've got this Passover, and he tells them to be prepared. Be prepared. So Jake, so, have you ever go ahead? Are you a prepper, Matt? I have been known to be prepared. Oh, okay. For a few things. But would I go straight to calling myself a prepper? Um, I mean, if no, you're home, but I like to be prepared. If you're homesteading, you're kind of a prepper, right? Yes, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't have go bags and I don't have things cached in secret because I've known some people <laughs> that would ha that would tell you their plan of how they have this piece of land here. It's good for it's good to tell you that plan. Too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what I've always thought too. I'm like, why are you, why telling, are you telling me, me this? Now you're, I know where to go. Yeah, thank you. No. Exactly. So anyway, like the, I'm not uh, on that level now. Yeah, I I do feel like it's important to be prepared, but I also feel like Yahua is going to give me what I need. Right. Yeah, just like these but guys. But I should be wise. These guys uh, were handed the 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 keys to their success. Did they have they to left. prepare? I mean. No, not really. They they, they did a little bit. Though. A little bit. They yeah. had to they had follow to grab these their, rules, and they had to bring. They had to bring a shirt they in which to carry to, their pot in. <laughs> they had to kill something, you yep. know. And yep. Had to. They had to make was, sure they were they were fed up. They were. 
not fed up. They were, they had eaten in preparation yeah. for a long journey ahead. So in essence, I mean, they did have to prepare, uh, you know, they, they prepared, um, you know, it, yeah. And so uh, there was definitely a you part in this. It wasn't all just sit back and he just plucked them out and they did nothing. It yeah. wasn't like that. Yeah. They had a you part. And, and it's the same thing today. We have a part. We can't just say, oh, you know, it's like the old story where the person, something terrible happens and they kept praying to God. And then he's like, later, well, I sent you this person and I sent you this thing and you just didn't acknowledge that I had sent this to you. I can't help that. Yeah. And we have the, uh, you know, the benefit of hindsight where yes. we know that, oh, uh, greater exodus. Uh, so what did the first exodus teach us? Did we learn nothing from it? Have something ready? <laughs> you know. It's going to be rough in the wilderness. Maybe have some things easily easy to grab that will make it a little bit easier to get through. I mean, mm -hmm. not that Yahweh won't provide for you, but I mean, when we do Passover, we have our staff in our hand, our sandals on our feet, and our go bags on our backs because we're, you know, preparing to be passed over, and he's going to say, okay, coast is clear. And then, yeah, and don't, don't you think... Um... You know, something that I think it is good to practice these things at Passover. And, and maybe we should, instead of staff in our hand, should we have um, our a Bible? You know, is that, is that, would that be a good thing to have with you? You know, a physical print copy, not a digital download. Yeah. But, um, but you know, that's something you'd want to take with you. Yeah. You want that in your, in your go bag. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, there's definitely this concept of having your feet prepared, and it made me think of this. So, taking up the whole armor of God that you see in Ephesians. And so, I haven't seen too many comparisons between this, but if you focus on the feet for a minute, the feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So, how, how, how could this fit in there, Jake? So, That's when they left, they left peacefully. There was a lot of death, uh that happened, but not from the Israelites. They left peacefully. They didn't uh, they rise didn't up. Their way out. It's not like they, they all had swords and they're like... They didn't rebel yeah. or anything like that. Uh, uh, so they left peacefully and their, their peaceful leaving was a, a message to them, mm -hmm. you know, to the people that didn't leave. Um, and you could call that the gospel. It was... Mm -hmm. It was, you know, a message. It was good news that they could leave. Yeah, <laughs> they could yeah, leave. They were free. And so if you look at these things, you know, they do seem to fit. Um, you know, you've got the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, um, the shield of faith, your loins girded with the truth, the sword of the spirit, uh, and the feet shod with preparation so in essence you know you can make an argument that they they had t done a version of this as they leave you know yeah they're... definitely uh mm -hmm. and they were leaving as an army you mm -hmm. know they yahweh's army and uh like you were saying they had their staff which is the poor man's sword right they had the mm -hmm. sword of the spirit um which is which you were saying you know take a bible with you which is the sword and let that be a lesson to us. I mean, when we first come into Torah, you don't know how to wave that sword. Mm -hmm. And you just start, you're like, I have this new sword. And you just start Stab swinging yourself. and you're, you're hitting everyone with it. And, yeah. you know, 
learn how to use your sword before you go waving it in in your battles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You kind of want to depend on these other things until you get get the handle on the sword. Yeah, that's a good point. Anything else about this you want to you think of? No, I mean they were shielded by their faith. I mean mm. their faith in this is going to happen the way Moses said. So I better put this blood over the door and mm -hmm. do the things he said. Or yeah, not yeah. At this out. point, if you and they would took, take that on faith. Yeah. And at this point, if you were a descendant of, of the Hebrew nation and you didn't do this, I'm like, how dumb are you? I mean, there's, <laughs> I mean, there's something not right. Yeah. You know, you've completely sold out and don't care, I guess. And you just don't, don't get it. And I don't think there were many of them that didn't. I shouldn't didn't imagine that. So I think they all came. And so, um, all right. So. That is week 15, Bo. You think of anything else there? It's exciting. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's every, every episode is a cliffhanger at this point. I mean, the Exodus is a very exciting uh, series of, of events. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it just keeps building, really. It just keeps becoming more interesting, uh, you know, as, as they go on. So except the 40 years of wondering, then it kind of slows down a little bit for <laughs> that period. It's not yeah. quite as exciting. Yeah. Where you, every day they're like, what are we going to do today? Ah, we're going to wander around in the desert some more. Hmm. We'll just uh, follow that, follow that pillar of fire. Yep. And clouds. Yep. And so it's symbolic, just like we talked about last week. It took, uh, Moses 40 years to get the Egypt out of him. And then it also takes the people 40 years to get the Egypt out of them. Yep. So, and we just ask that uh, you work on that too, that uh, we hope that you're joining us in this quest of trying to get Egypt out of our lives. And we hope that our children are not going to have as much Egypt to get out of their lives and right. be much ahead of the game compared to, to us. Right. So we appreciate you stopping by to listen to week 15 and Bo. Yep. And uh, we look for more to come. We ask that you click the subscribe, click a like, um, and leave us a comment. Yep. Check out the website, sabbathlounge.com. And uh, we appreciate you stopping by. We appreciate your time. And uh, we know that your time is valuable. And um, uh, this is Matt and Jake right. signing, signing off. off.